Is it um, council pop or is it out of a nice bottle? Did you call it council pop? Yeah. Is that a nickname for water that's used in coffee? Regularly? Or... Yeah, yeah, council pop. You don't get water just because you pay your council tax. <laughs> you have to pay the water board. It's water board pop. <laughs> Fine. Hi, I'm Ian. He's Ollie. Hello. <laughs> we're both guys. We're chatting about film. It's the Guys on Film podcast. <laughs> Shut up. Okay, so we're talking about Arnie again this week. Yeah. If you couldn't have told by my fantastic impression. Yeah. Uh, what we've decided to do is explode this out into lots more parts because there's just enough to talk about. Um, the greatest, so, the greatest so man in the universe needs more than one episode. The greatest man in Olympia. Yeah. <laughs> the seven seven time universe greatest. Oh, yeah. Eight time. Eight time. He called his mom, didn't he, before he even won one of them as a psych out to Lou Ferrigno. Yeah. So, mental. Mental. So anyway, we're moving on to rather than the early day ironies, which for anyone that listened to the first episode would know was relatively scantily researched. Yeah. We've moved on to the golden years. We've moved from the beige years to the golden years. Yeah. And we'll follow up with the 90s and later, which we refer to as the brown years. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the golden years include all the movies that everyone knows and best for, and we've done either a bit more research or we just happen to know these ones a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. But... We're going to break in format a little bit. You'll know that the new norm is for us to have a intermission section in the middle of the podcast. And I mean, that's been going for, what, six episodes now? A little, while, like a, a little while. Yeah, I mean, since Christmas time, pretty much. So it's been going for a good while. Yes, uh, agree. So we're gonna we're gonna get rid of that, go back to basics, and move the intermission, including life scores, back to the start. Um, and if we do <laughs> so you're going to get an intermission before yeah. any of the, the long game you could say that these are the, the trailers the previews but... uh, yeah I don't think they're going to make you excited to see anything else about them in the future though Okay. I think yeah. these will be just enough these are trailers if you'd only ever want to see what the trailers show you which actually these days is pretty much true yeah, trailers show exactly. you everything you need to know and you're going to spice it up by throwing in what was going to be a seggy one all through the rest of the episode. What's that going to be about? One-liners. Okay. How's that going to work? So uh, I'm going to give you a scenario. Uh, Arnie would often dispatch a foe and then do a one-liner. So he would say, for example, throw a, a hunting knife in someone's chest, which would make him stick to a wall. And then he would say... Stick around. Yeah, so, which he ad-libbed, by the way. That wasn't in the script. <laughs> yeah. He's that good. So um, I'll be he's, putting... stuck in a, he's stuck in a tree, I think, rather than a wall. I don't or know. Suiting. But I'll be, I'll be putting Ian to the test uh, with his one-liner skills by so, throwing scenarios at him. Rather than knives. Rather than, yep. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be throwing knives at Ian and seeing how he ad libs. Yeah. Um, Ow, that fucking hurts. <laughs> oh, you can do Don't do that. Call me an ambulance. <laughs> right, but I have to ad lib my own one liner, right? I'm not having to remember the Arnie one. No, these are new scenarios for 2017. <laughs> Verified brand new one liner scenarios. Yeah, okay, cool. So, uh, life scores. Live score. How are you? Live score. I'm fine. Thank you. Live score. Out of 10. Live score. Probably like a, th- a four. Just before we do life scores, Ollie, can I do a tiny bit of housekeeping? Housekeeping. It'll be really quick, right? Yeah, so I've just played the the sample, so you're gonna have to go. Okay, so on the Scott Sword, I mentioned that I liked um, Wicker Man. Uh, I like both of them. Just to clarify, I like <laughs> the Nicolas Cage version for very different reasons than I do. Uh, the Christopher Lee version, yeah. right? Just because I think that could be taken the wrong way. And I re-listened to it recently, and I sounded like an idiot. I mean, <laughs> okay. only a little bit more than normal, but yep. I did sound like an idiot. And I remember the name of the movie of the Scots Porridge Oats Boy with all of the English people doing terrible Scottish accents, and like that was me. called Geordie. Geordie? Oh, wee Geordie! Um, was the guy... Geordie is a, is a man from Newcastle. Well, this... This guy's name was oh. Jordy. That's just the name of the movie. You can look it up. It's confusing. Um, so here's my very particular housekeeping for you. Housekeeping. Right? You know, a long time ago, yeah. you, when speaking about Louis Theroux, yeah, uh, called him Louis Theroux. Yeah. Well, interestingly, um, he's actually cousins with Justin Theroux. Yeah. Did you know that already? Yeah. No. No. Who, who's who is that? He is another actor. God, I haven't done any research on him. I'll, let me just find out what he's done. Um, but anyway, point being, uh, Louis Theroux was on uh, the WTF podcast with Mark Maron, and he was talking to him about it. Mark Maron was basically just taking the piss out of him, right? Um, with his name and sort of like messing things up. And at the very end of the, <laughs> at the very end of the podcast, I think he calls him like. Lewis instead of Louis. Yeah. <laughs> I think okay. just to like mess with them even more. But anyway, they talk about how they're cousins and Justin Thoreau calls himself yep. Thoreau even though he's related to Louis right. Theroux and Louis Theroux calls himself that because he has some sort of French lineage. Now Justin Theroux was in Mulholland Drive and Inland Empire, both right. David Lynch films. Yep. He's been in a bunch of other things. But anyway, point being he's an actor, he's a famous person in the public eye and he has his name said that way. Anyway, long story short, you've been somewhat validated uh, here because thank goodness. It's been a monkey on your shoulder for months. Yeah. Yeah, um, and based on your reaction, it's pretty obvious that you're, you know, it's been it's been weighing heavy on you. Yeah, well, I've been I've been binging on Louis uh, episodes. That's uh, what made me think of it, actually. Yeah, I've I've been doing a big I've do, been doing the big binge. Uh, yeah. I've been watching those, so yeah, I've been enjoying them again. Very good. I thought I thought you were going to say something like I've been binging on like some addictive drug because the idea that you got his name wrong a long time ago has really been like wearing you down. Unless unless uh, happiness is a drug, then no, you're wrong. <laughs> or Toblerone. <laughs> Toblerone, yeah. Okay. Uh, so how are you? What's your life score? I'm, 
I'm good. I've booked a trip to Berlin for the Easter weekend, Ollie. Never been there before, yep. so it's going to be it's going to be a good one. Yeah. So cool. I'm happy about that. I mean, that's two episodes back to back that I've been bragging about going away somewhere. So I know, and everyone's just like, "Shut up." So I'm I'm keen about that. That'll be good. Things generally just been going pretty well. I, over the weekend, I managed to catch two films: Get Out and what, The uh, Eyes the of My Mother. Okay. What? I was just trying to do a joke, but it it backfired because you kept on talking. Fine. Just carry so, on. <laughs> just just think, ignore it. It's it's fine. Can you edit? Can you edit yourself? Yeah. I, no, so I don't mean. I, I don't. I, I don't mean afterwards. I mean now. Can you just yeah. edit yourself, generally? Okay. So you you saw Get Out. Yeah, and after you talked about it for seven and a half minutes last week, um, I don't have too much more to add other okay. than. Well, I think we both agreed that one key element relating to the pro- like sort of plausibility yeah. of one of the plot points or things that the main character has to do yes. was a little bit sketchy. When it happened on screen, I was like, hmm, I don't know how easy that would have been. Afterwards, yeah. I kind of made it make sense to myself in my mind, but when it happened, it annoyed me a little bit. I think what um, we should do, Ian, is a Mythbusters-style reenactment to see if we could actually pull that feet off. Yeah. Okay, so we're talking. Who, we're talking about. Uh, we're talking. We're talking about a, a certain possible um, contortion of the body that we're not quite certain whether we can. I mean, Marilyn Manson would be able to do it, supposedly. Okay. Put put um, cotton wool up his willy from his mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, something like that. Something yeah. like that. Um, fine. Yeah, we should do that reenactment. So you enjoyed, uh, but you enjoyed Get Out. I did. Yeah, and I, I think like the payoff moment was was really good. The supporting yeah. character's performance felt a little bit like sort of false and fake and a bit weird. But for whatever reason. I just still really, really, really liked him. Like I think the like the best friend character. Yeah. I don't know why. Like some of the lines he was saying, he was like, "Ah, Comic. I've got my like sort of cheesy nice guy line," and it felt forced. But he was still a very likable character. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So that, in some part, like made made the end of the film uh, enjoyable. Not to give too much away, but yeah. the payoff moment, like people literally went wacky about it. Like, the, <laughs> the, like the cinema totally exploded. Yeah, there yeah. were like Same. there were people like, yeah, really, really happy, like actually cheering. And when people cheered, I was like totally into it. Yeah, I, I was like, you're not like they weren't ruining anything for me. I was just like, this yeah, is great. This is a moment. Um, we're we we're, we're all enjoying this as a as a team. Yeah, I haven't seen a reaction like that since The Rock beat Triple H for the WWF title at Backlash 2000. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Go and see it. It's a, it, it was a... It was a I, mean, I wasn't even there for that. Um, yeah. Which I believe it was the MCI Centre in Washington, D.C. in 2000. April yeah. 2000. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that's wrestling. But anyway, yeah, so I, I saw that. I thought it was wicked. I'd, I'd give it a 9 out of 10. Yeah, same. About um, that, yeah, I think. And I also saw the eyes of my mother, which I thought was Would good. Did you Skype her? So it's uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> You're looking at a photo of a high res photo. So the movie's called The Eyes of My Mother. Um, okay. 
So anyway, I mean, I'd recommend people go to see it. It's not probably my favourite film I've seen this year. Right. Um, okay. But the main character is quite um, captivating, like really watchable. Um, yeah. I, I got to the end of it. I was like, that was really well done. There was lots of like interesting things to think about. But at the same time, <laughs> you kind of go, why did anyone ever bother committing this to film? <laughs> yeah. Um, and it was only, by the way, it was like, 70 minutes 71 minutes or something like that right so it was a short one and i got yeah. out and i was like that didn't feel like it needed to be any longer than that so you it didn't was... massively massively enjoy it but you understood slash appreciated it as much as you potentially could do i think but... that's a great summary yeah <laughs> what's okay. your life score ollie uh... oh by the way i think my i think my number is eight okay well, yeah, had a good weekend you. you're right mate Alright, make it a nine. Okay. Let's make that a nine. Uh yeah, so well, it's just that I was gonna say that I'm I'm an eight. Uh so I'm on the come down after my uh <laughs> nine separate birthday celebrations. Um so yeah, look, everything's everything's good. Uh I was hanging out with my daughter, daughter of the podcast, Rosie this weekend. Um <laughs> Okay. So went out for a, a couple of nice meals. Um some bit bit posher than than I'm used to, I think. Uh, but they were they were they were good. Um, Rosie and I watched Creed. Oh yeah, and a, again, I was just so like blown away by that tracking shot uh, where he's fighting the the gym owner's son with all the tats. Um, like it, it is, I think it's like maybe two or three rounds, but it yeah. never cuts and it just. Uh, again, I just thought it was, it was stunning, really good. Rosie enjoyed it. Stallone's brilliant. I think I think it's a really good film. Really enjoy it. I want to watch it again pretty soon. I, I I enjoyed it probably more the second time than I did, did the first time. Yeah, I I'd heard your um, uh, opinion on the tracking shot before I watched it, and I completely didn't notice it because I was just into the film. So maybe a yeah. second time round, I'll, I'll actually notice it. But yeah, it's good. I, I think I think it's a really good really good film um yeah so we rosie and i did a, a park run so if you don't know what the park run is it's a a like, run in a park it's a run in a park but it's organized it's free get involved kids <laughs> <laughs> what are you waiting for it's god fun. you it's you're free. really selling it to me no it's it's good it's organized it's free <laughs> it's organized it's free no, so basically I I do the one in um, the Memorial Park in Coventry and there's about 700 people that do it every every weekend. And it's just really good. It's good good atmosphere. So Rosie and I did it and uh, she enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Good moment. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm up. Been working a few too many long hours, I would say that. So that's brought me down a bit, but I'm at an eight. I'm that's a good happy. score. Oh, and I've started, I've started watching Chappie. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to finish watching it post sewed. Um, mm-hmm. So far, my thoughts are this: it's okay. it's very RoboCop to begin mm-hmm. with. Um, in fact, the voices of the robots. So it's yep. set in Johannesburg. There's a a police force made up of robots, and they're but they're all artificial intelligence rather than um, they've got like a, any kind of person inside. So. But that seems to be like it's going to be something that's going to that's going to come into it a bit more down the line. 
because you've got huge action in it, Hugh Jackman, um, yeah. with amazing hair. Yeah. He's gone brilliant, for a brilliant he's gone for a mullet one. He's got brilliant yeah. brilliant shorts with with boots, like kind of workman boots and big socks. Um, yep. and he's got a blue polo shirt tucked into his shorts whoever dressed him for this <laughs> really I need to go back and check but did this film win uh, best costume design <laughs> uh, I don't know about that because um, it is next level think I'll probably double check that okay so where should we start well, by climbing into the into the submersible once more. God almighty, it's getting really messy in here now. Yeah. Um, and, you know, fairly we need a we need a plug in uh, air freshener. Or direct sunlight. Direct sunlight will clear out the um, methane gas um, right. that's built up in there. And I mean Arnie has been trying to cut down on his meat eating recently. Um <laughs> And yeah. because uh, did you see that video of him like walking across like hot coals saying this is what you're doing to the planet by eating red meat? No. No. Oh, so I he had he like, loved all that. What red meat? Yeah. Well, he strikes he's me tra- as a man who would eat a lot more than his fair share. I think probably in his innings he's had more than his fair share of red yeah. meat, but. Right. Uh, I think now in his elder years, since he's been looking after California. Um, so now the match is over. He's been bowled out. He's back in the clubhouse. He's asking for egg sandwiches. <laughs> Extended cricket metaphor. I mean, even <laughs> eggs. E- even eggs are uh, uh, an animal derivative product yeah. that comes through so an animal farm. So, corn. you know. But meat, meat give is me the, the... Give me the corn. <laughs> hey, I'm going to need... 25 pounds of Quan stat. <laughs> Come on. I mean that. Yeah. <laughs> You're so Quanny. <laughs> Just um, eating corn. Oh, that was one of the one-liners. What was? You're so Quanny. That <laughs> could be what what scenario what in what way would uh would you be able to kill a foe and for you're so Quanny. Um, when you smash Paul McCartney against the wall of the warehouse of the Linda McCartney sausage factory. <laughs> Shit. Okay. <laughs> Although, why, why is Paul McCartney a foe? Is it because? Is it because? Because it because it turns out that uh, years the ago, CEO of Corn. No, it turns out that um, years ago, Paul McCartney. Um, replaced everybody's ante by killing every ante in the world um, and um, basically assimilated a look of everybody's ante. Um, and, and for that mass ante-based genocide, Arnold Schwarzenegger will take revenge in Quorn 2, the antidote. <laughs> okay, that's good. You're um, on a roll. I'm just making absolute garbage up. Right, so uh, we were talking somewhere. Oh, yeah, the meat-eating, right? So in his elder years, he's been trying to do a little bit of, like, stopping that sort of thing. And I think meat is the biggest contributor to, like, the carbon footprint of, like, uh, a manufactured food or whatever. So anyway, he's been trying to do that. All this ultimately just leads back to the fact that when we're locked inside the James Cameron farty submersible, you and I, James Cameron at the helm, and Arnold Schwarzenegger crammed in between us all. <laughs> yeah. His fart, his farts are going to have a particularly um, 
veggie sort of vibe. Vibe? Yeah. <laughs> Ollie, drink that in. It's my veggie vibe. <laughs> okay. Okay, so we're in the forest of Marsable. What's the first film we're going to look at? Well, guess what Arnie was doing when he was 37 years old? Which is a mm. question that you asked me. Oh, did I? Yeah. When, oh. in, in the Ollie's birthday episode. Yeah, I, I don't think I actually knew. <laughs> well, um, I now so, know. And I'm so he won up- his first Mr. Olympia at 23. Right. Or Universe or whatever. And then he did eight years of that. Or nine oh, years because no. he missed a year. That's depressing because what I was doing at 23 was probably nowhere near as good as that. I know, but I mean, anyway, after those eight or nine years, it gets him about 33, I think, when he starts movies. So, th- what did you say 37? Yeah. Raw deal? It was actually... Terminator? The, ter- the Turbidator. The Turbidator. Yeah. So, he, he actually starred in The Terminator um, when he was 37. Turbonator. So, yeah. The age that I currently am, Arnold was starring in... Probably As the unstoppable most, killing yeah. machine from the future, sent yeah. back through time to kill the mother of the resistance. Sarah Connor. We've, we've spoken uh, quite, quite at length about Terminator, um, but have we? Well, we've we've spoken about it a lot, yeah. I mean, we've never done a deep dive on it. We haven't, but here's here's a couple of facts for you. I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm going to throw some facts your way. And you can bat them or you can, you know, do whatever you want with them. Okay. You can let them go wide if you want. I don't know much about cricket. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I'll Fine. phone a friend. I'll have to phone a friend. So they postponed the production of The Terminator due to Arnold being on Conan the Destroyer. Yeah. So. Because Ca- of James- Gino De Laurentiis. Yeah. So James Cameron used this time to write a script. And do you know what that script turned out to be? Aliens. You bloody knew it, didn't you? You've knocked you've knocked that fact for six. Yeah, because I've listened to the commentary on Aliens where Galan Hurd, the producer, um, who's uh, James Cameron's wife at the time of Aliens and I think Terminator uh, yeah. talks about it. Um, and he managed to get what she called a spec script done in the weeks right. uh, where it was delayed or the months that it was delayed. What so fact. there you go. Yeah, what and fact. Um, Do you want another fact? I have another similar one to that, but you go first. Well, if you've got a similar one, then, you know, let's let's keep the flow going. Let's flow. Let's let's rock that vibe, or the vegetarian yeah, the vibe. The veggie vibe, yeah. Similar one was that the um, final scene in Terminator, it just, this is a sort of production-based background fact. It might be well known to people that have watched the features, but anyway, when they're filming the bit with the matte painting background... Where Which bit is this? This is where it's um, it's all come to an end, and Sarah Connor is uh, driving to Mexico, uh, right. heavily pregnant with John Connor. Um, Massively pregnant. <laughs> I don't know what that added or what it was meant to mean, but fine. <laughs> Massively pregnant, deep exhale. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, that's what she was thinking. Point. So she just uh, is at the gas station on the way into Mexico and the little Mexican kid says... Or petrol um, station for our UK viewers. Sure. Um, And a little kid comes running and shouting something and I think the old man 
uh, translates, she says, what did he say? And he says, he says there's a storm coming or something oh, like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, when she drives off into the sunset or the um, cloud slash thunder set, yeah. as uh, it actually was, turns out that in reality... Um, they were on. They were they were unlicensed or un. Um, yeah, I guess like legally not allowed to film on that street, um, on that highway. Right. And a police officer came, stopped them, asked them what they were up to, and they all claimed uh, because I think like one of the crew's daughters was there, that they were all there helping to film uh, a school project. <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, and the police officer let them off with it. In fact, he stopped other traffic carrying on through the road so that they could get a good shot. Wow! So uh, there you go. That's pretty good. Thinking on their feet, they were like, "Right, just say it's our project, and we're all helping out." And I mean, I think there was only like six of them or something. But I mean, still, like, the, I mean, the camera equipment would have been. You know, industry standard, industry or, standard, or, or the, thereabouts. But yeah. yeah, it wouldn't have been a, it wouldn't have been a, been a little handheld Panasonic camcorder with I a, mean, with a full size VHS in it. In 1983, I don't know if they had handhelds that were quite like that, but no. I don't know. Maybe they, maybe they did. Um, just have you got another fact? Can you hear this? That's you rustling your printouts. <laughs> That. Can you try? Can you try clicking one of your hyperlinks? There is actually a hyperlink on here, but it it won't click. It is just paper. <laughs> so okay. I did have I did have a fact, and this is a little bit like Jared, 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 Jared. Mm-hmm. Jared sake, who? I've forgotten. What is it? Jared Leto. Jar- Jared Leto. Yeah. yeah. So this is a bit like <laughs> Jared Leto and Sheila Booth. Okay method acting Arnold Schwarzenegger tried to avoid Linda Hamilton and Michael Bean as much as humanly possible seeing as obviously the Terminator was trying to kill him and not have mad bants so try to avoid him as much as possible um why didn't he try and avoid them as much as cyborgally possible <laughs> yeah that's a good point and I think <laughs> he's the one that needs to be accountable for answering that not me Okay, fine. Um, what's your favourite bit of Terminator? You know what my favourite bit is. I think I know. Okay. You you must know. Tech Noir. Noir. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> I, think, I think it's mine as well. Well, it is definitely mine. It's the, the music by The Triangles. It's called Burning in the Third Degree. It's a great song. Yeah. And it's the slow motion dancing. There's a dude in there with like a piano tie and like big shoulder pads and he's kind of got his hands up by his head and he's doing this slow motion. I mean, I'm doing it now, but you're probably not going to get that kind of from the, you know, because my descriptions aren't strong enough. Uh, You're not going to be able to know, but he's dancing in slow motion. It's, it's a just, sea of colours. It's yeah. it's um, flashing lights and strobes. It's slow motion and it's smoke um, and it's atmosphere. And Arnie and, crushes somebody's hand as well. Yeah, one of the bouncers or something. Yeah, yeah. And um, it's just brilliant. It's lit so perfectly. It looks yeah. amazing. Um, and also, I think it was pretty much ripped off in one of the episodes of Black Mirror that Charlie Brooker did that was uh, in the more sort of Americanized series for Series 3. Um, Which one? What, what, what bit of technology was going bad for 
them in that um, episode. That's actually a very pleasant episode where technology... That's the one that turns out positively where... I mean, I'm kind of ruining the episode, but basically two girls get to know each other in what was essentially a programmed reality, like the Matrix, but it allows them to live on in the afterlife um, while, or while they're in terminal care or something like that uh, in the real world. Okay, so it is technology being good rather than, what if smart cars were bad? <laughs> Can, what if... What if fine. remote controls was bad? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> what if microwaves was bad <laughs> that that's all i can imagine I, I mean don't get me wrong i like charlie brooker i, I think he's great I, should I do, hear what he says about you yeah i know Pro- probably you know a lot uh, but but i do kind of imagine there's a there's a whole load of post-it notes and he's got all the bits of technology like calculators microwaves vr internet facebook twitter all these things and then he's just like looking at him going what if that was bad what if that went bad what if that went bad oh does he have to exclusively talk talk like somebody who's simple yes slash from coventry yeah <laughs> so anyway moving on okay so i think terminator is done we could go into it in more detail but if we do we'll deep dive it okay. unless you've got an, unless you've got another I've got one, that one you more i've got one more fact well i've got a couple more facts i'm just gonna rattle through them okay so, in Conan the Barbarian... Boring. Schwarzenegger had just the 24 lines of dialogue. Uh-huh. Okay. In Terminator, he had only 14. Now, you could memorise those. I pretty much have. Yeah, true. Fuck you, asshole. Any more? Wrong. All. That's, that's two, yeah. Keep going. Nice night for a walk. Yep. Wash day tomorrow. That's five. What is your address there? <laughs> Six. He says, whatever he says before he says, I'll be back, which is something like, is Sir Connor here? I need to see her. Or something like that. Are you holding her here? I need to see her. And then, I'll be back. Yeah. Although that's more like how he would say it in Terminator 3, I think. In how many lines would the gun store bit be? Is that more than one or is it? Uh, yeah, sorry. Okay, so um, I need an Uzi 9mm, a phased plasma rifle and a 40 watt range. <laughs> Fart, farty watt. <laughs> veggie vibe. With a veggie um, vibe. <laughs> a real farty watt vibe. Um, uh, yeah, I can't remember all of it, I'm afraid. But, I should but, I mean, that's pretty it. good. That's, pre- that's pretty good. Yeah. No, so- oh, oh, sorry. sorry. He says uh, Sarah Connor question mark to the woman in the house. Sarah Connor... He doesn't, yes. he doesn't say the question mark, though, does he? So. Sarah Connor. Sarah Connor. Like, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Okay, that's, that's all I know. Good. That's pretty good. Uh, okay, yeah. so um, Bruce Willis, Sting, and Mickey Rourke were all considered for the role of Kyle Reese. Hmm. Bruce Willis, Mickey Rourke, and who? The Sting. <laughs> the Stinger. From, well, I mean, you know, from... From Dune and the yeah. police, the base. And um, Quadrophenia. He yeah. acted in that as well. So is is James Cameron supposed to be a bit of a bully or a badass on, on the sets of films? Because I've, I've got here that I've read that the crew from Terminator all had T-shirts on, which are absolute shiters, by the way. And they say, you can't scare me. I work for James Cameron. 
Yeah, I mean, that's rubbish. It is rubbish and fairly offensive to your boss, may I add. But, but I mean, did they all wear them in sets afterwards? I bet I bet they wore them underneath, <laughs> like, clothes. And then, like, when they were all, like, having breaks or going to the toilet, they'd whip off their top layer and they'd be, like, dancing around. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, James is coming, James is coming, James is coming. He's coming, he's coming, he's coming. Put your top back on. And someone, like, someone doesn't manage to get their top back on time. <laughs> and James Cameron walks in and he's, like, he's fired. I know, he's like, you're coming in and fire some Marisable for an hour. <laughs> Arnold's, um, Arnold's had hella red meat <laughs> uh, red heat <laughs> yeah okay so let's go so I, I mean yeah I think he we can talk about why don't we do a James Cameron deep dive another time but yeah he is apparently a bit of a tyrant um, but I mean yeah. he just likes getting the quality and I think that That's shows fine. on screen yeah me too um, what else you got uh, I mean, I, I, I did have some uh, other things, oh, yeah. but let's move on to Conan 3. Okay, great. You mean Red Conan Sonia? Conan 3. I okay, do. so that's that's one of my main points is that, so like the character Red Sonia is based on a Robert E. Howard, Howard character. Yeah, of the same um, universe. Of the same it's- universe, but apparently it's more based on a character created by Roy Thomas from Marvel Comics. Yeah. So, like, the, I don't know. There's a weirdness around that, which basically is that, like, both Arnie and then Sandal Bergman, who plays Valeria in uh, Conan, play yeah. different characters in this, in this universe. Um, but for but, all intensive purposes, Arnie looks exactly like Conan. Pretty, pretty much, yeah. I mean, there are some differences, different headdress, different sort of look. But I mean, pretty much, massive muscle guy with a sword running about. Yeah, and the yeah. Uni- universe feels basically the same. But yeah. what I find funny is Dino De Laurentiis met with Lauren Landon, and Landon. was set to. <laughs> yeah, um, Danny Dyer. Pe- the people would find that funny if we actually had a Danny Dyer episode. But... Oh yeah, shit! I it's mean, coming. Well, it happened for us, but not for anyone else yet. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, and he was set to offer the role of Red Sonia until he discovered that she was in an earlier film called Hundra, and he feared that it was too similar. I mean, right. he's making Red Sonia after he's made two yeah. Conan the Barbarians. He yeah. he was the producer no, behind both of them. it's totally different. I've got a headdress. It's, yeah. Uh, sorry, Who was that? Now, but you get <laughs> Jared Butler. <laughs> I thought that initially it was Dino De Laurentiis and you were doing an Italian accent. Hey, but then it turned into Arnie. <laughs> Dino, Dino. De Laurentiis. It's a totally different. No, this this is ah, borderline racist. You're very like Handra. Yeah, I mean, so uh, yeah, but obviously borderline you know, a lot Arnie of had the different headdress. So. <laughs> That's a key differentiator, right? So have you seen it? Yeah. Yes. Very good. Uh, it, it was one of these ones, a bit like Saturn Three from uh, my nineteen eighty episode. I've seen it, but it was on the small TV in my room. Um, you know, I can't. I so can't remember. It was so it was hard to masturbate to. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can neither confirm. Nor deny. 
Snore deny. Slash. Uh, <laughs> slash deny. Your, your inability to form sentences has clarified for everybody what the answer is. Um, okay. So, I had a couple of notes about this one. So, um, where to start? Ennio Morricone did the music, which is pretty cool. I yeah. mean, I think that's the one real mark of quality on this movie. The rest is yeah. kind of tricky. I think we should post the video of the trailer um, for it. There, there's yeah. some trailer gold here, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Now, I quickly rewatched this film by skipping through most of it. Um, so I didn't get to see whether this was true or not, but there's a really long sword fight um, where I assume it's all what, four the swords are long? <laughs> it's a long, <laughs> it's a long sword fight. Massively long swords. But they're fighting it from 50 feet away just with huge swords. And only people with Arnie's muscles can hold swords that long. Yeah. <laughs> um, just like really tense muscles. Yeah. Um, no, so it goes on and on and on. And I assume it's all foreplay to Bridget Nielsen and Arnie just basically going, all right, I like you. And they have a kiss and then move on. Yeah. Um, but I didn't get to that bit. But what I did notice in this trailer was like, there's like a really crap voiceover and I can't remember exactly what it says but they're sort of like holding swords against one uh, against one another and there's like no real animosity at all and they're kind of tensing arms to kind of hold the swords and keep each other at bay but then they sort of weaken that ever so slightly over the course of the end of the trailer and over the course of about 10 seconds they get closer and closer and then just kiss and it's really <laughs> it's really fucking weird so it goes from anger to passion yeah and actually the anger is pretty like laid back throughout but um... <laughs> no there's not even any of that oh. I think I actually think this bit of the trailer was filmed after the movie they just said right let's get out in costume again get in a field and then do like a little promo bit that we can stick at the end of the trailer yeah um, so anyway that was funny check it out we'll put it on Facebook um I also like just talking about long sword fights <laughs> in length or time. Ollie, every week I think I say to you, you've already made that joke. <laughs> Look, repetition is is one of the pillars of of, of your comedy, comedy repertoire. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Um, if you mention long sword fights again, I'm going to ask you again whether it is time or length. So and then it won't be funny, and then it will be funny again. <laughs> <laughs> so, I've always misunderstood sword fighting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I've got it. I've got to do this because if some <laughs> somebody I've got no said to me, on. "I'm going to hear," I would it. say, "I would say always." I mean, because I don't think I'd be any good at sword fighting anyway, right? But like, especially when I was about. 10 right if somebody yeah. said all right go off and fight with swords like with pl- fake wooden swords in the garden or something like that yeah like like what i would instantly think as a child is like how do i next do a move where i can hit your sword with my sword yeah not how do i land a blow and i mean that's yeah. just kind of how kids play right but it's because of movies like this there's basically yeah. a really long length sword fight yeah. that Bridget Nielsen and Arnold Schwarzenegger have <laughs> <Lent> sword <laughs> <laughs> like 
There's a really long parentheses length. <laughs> Close parentheses. Still doesn't make sense. Sword fight. Um, yeah. It goes on for ages, Ollie. Yeah, okay. Like, like I'm having to in order to clarify something that's quite obvious. Yeah. And um, <laughs> But it's just because the acting is so based around the idea that it's just going to go on and on and on, that neither of them are credibly trying to do anything other than hit one another's swords. Right. So, like, you, like I basically grew up just thinking, like, sword battles were just meant, like, basically people, like, hitting bits of metal against each other, like, with no real outcome, and I never really understood what the point of any of it was. Right. Um, based on movies like Conan and Red Sonja. Yeah, because what you really should be doing is just trying to hack limbs off left, right and centre. Yeah, I mean, there's bits where like somebody will put their sword down to guard the bottom half of them before yeah. the other person's then gone to attack the bottom half of them. So right. like they'll they'll Bang. guard they'll guard their calf, and the other person will be like, right, they're guarding their calf. I'm yeah. gonna do a low strike so I hit their sword, <laughs> like rather than just like lop <laughs> yeah. their head off. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's just like oh, the, the timing's all over the now. place, <laughs> and I think we've kind of grown to become more used to like modern day sword fights and like um, swords and sandals type epics being pretty well choreographed. That um, we're we're pretty um, spoilt for that kind of thing now. But I anyway. do also think that like footwear for a sword sandals fight, weren't you could the ideal. Have you know, a toe, yeah, take a toe off. Um, so I've got a couple of facts for you, and just a couple of bits on. I'm just going to go ahead. Oliver um, Factman Johnson. So, you know who Maria Shriver is, don't you? Uh, the Kennedy family and long-suffering wife of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, so she said... Now divorced. In a, in a TV interview um, at the premiere of Red Sonia, um, that uh, basically to Arnold, if this doesn't kill your career, nothing will. <laughs> Cool. And this was this was pre Batman slash Robin, and she was right. Yeah, because even that didn't. I mean, nothing has. I mean, he's Long done live some stinkers. Arnold. What is his worst film? What is his worst film? The most just shit film. Christmas in Connecticut. Look, let's not. He doesn't really star in that. He directed. Look, let's. You've got to, You've got to choose from the the cream of the the crop. You've got you to choose the, the, the worst film from all of his best films that yeah. people know. Otherwise, it's not funny. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if you just uh, choose the one that nobody's heard of, then everyone, everyone's turned off. I think Turn the running, back on. I think The Running Man is quite badly done. I mean, it's funny, but I think it's quite... I think, I think I've maybe said this before, but if The Rock did a remake of that, I'd be up for it. Yeah. With Arnie as the bad guy. So you're saying The Running Man, that's controversial. I mean, but, but Ollie, you asked me. To, you only set this up. You said you've you got to, know. you've got to choose from the cream of the crop. So no, no I think if I, if I choose, choose anything like from the cream of the crop, then it's always going to be controversial. Well, no, what I, what I mean is you can't. I'm not having Christmas in Connecticut because no one's tuning in to listen to us talk about Christmas in Connecticut, right? People want to I hear mean, you slag off collateral damage. No, they don't. I think that's great. It's better than Raw Deal. <laughs> yeah, I don't Raw, know. I th- Raw Deal's I, pretty garbage. I think probably, for me, 
it's it, it's got to be the sixth day. I thought that was that was weak. Which one is that? So I know that's the end one. Of that's the, the clone. The clone one. No, I think the sixth day is brilliant. Mm-hmm. It's got a sort of Johnny Cab sort of scenario, and it's also got him with um, his daughter at the start of it. It's not Jenny. It's like Bonnie or something like that. Jenny. And <laughs> Bonnie. Um, but. Yeah, so it's her birthday, and then he plays a trick where he puts his head between her legs and turns her upside down behind him so that he literally can't see her. Right. And then he runs around the living room going, Bunny, I can't find you. Where are you? I can't find you. And then she's just giggling. I, I mean, it's a good trick to play yeah. if you have kids. Yeah. But you must say it in Arnie's accent. Where are you? I can't find you. I think that's the redeeming part of that movie. And also when the guy turns to sludge halfway through a cloning process. Okay, or maybe I'll watch it again. Um, so, do you want to, do you want to have some uh, find out whether any kids can watch Red Sonia? Do you know this anyway? Parents guide for Red Sonia. Yeah, sure. We haven't had some parents guide yet. Okay, so, go on. Sex and nudity. There's really skimpy clothing on the ladies. Is this true? Can you verify this? Um, I can verify. I don't know about verifying. <laughs> Would you like me to vary it up a bit? <laughs> yes, please. Yes, I mean the the women are wearing relatively skimpy clothes. Not not nearly as skimpy as the thongs at the start of uh, Red Heat, but yeah. um, and also some of the women are fully nude at the start of Red Heat. Pointless. I've got to ask like, as well. In Terminator One, when yeah. Arnold is walking towards the street punks. Mm-hmm. You you do like see his Johnson swinging. Mm. I don't think you do. I think you do. do. Oh well, like from behind. No, in in the shadows. If any listeners want to uh, verify that, you can contact us at guysonfilm.co.uk forward slash contact to verify whether or not you can see uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's uh, or Johnson. Just- Post a, a screen cap of the nude picture on our Facebook page. That'd be great. Make sure it's enhanced. <laughs> also, uh, if you say enhanced, we're just going to get loads of photoshops. And when I say uh, loads, no one's going to reply to any of this. Um, also, you're asking them to verify. Are you sure you don't mean verify? Hold on a minute. You're just, you had a go at me like mere moments ago for repetition comedy. And now you're doing the same thing. That's because you keep saying it. The Queen's wizard uses some magic and a topless dancer appears on a magic mirror. <laughs> if you, Perfect. I mean, if you're going to use magic, why not use it for nefarious purposes? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what I'd do first. That's my first port of call. Yeah. Mirror magic. Okay, um, so the violence and gore. So there's much sword fighting. It just starts, <laughs> that's how it starts. Much sword fighting, a few lopped off heads, <laughs> at least one dismembered arm, Give fake, slash take. fake blood from sword slashes, and other fantasy type violence. I mean, why does it have to define fake? <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, I'd, that's what I'd I was like to know if that to. person has ever posted a comment about real blood in a movie. Yeah, like maybe I should go and check his comments on Cannibal Holocaust. Yeah, snuff. Yeah. Less said about that, the better. 
Um, okay, I had one final thing that I wanted to mention about the sound. Um, there's a bit where Bridget Nielsen sets a funeral pyre light, so basically her, her sister dies or something. Yeah. Um, and she has a torch on fire. And um, so basically she's lighting in three places with the torch. So like at the sort of top, middle and bottom, right? On this yeah. like sort of prone coffin-like wooden... Like basically there's loads of wood ready to go on fire. Yeah. <laughs> but instead of the audio like sort of gradually going up as she lights each part of it, yeah. like the the audio for like the the fire being underway only happens when she perfectly touches the third point on it and then right. suddenly it ramps up like <sighs> like as if the first two had no effect on the no wood audio. Whatsoever. They they were encased in a soundproof robot skin. Cyborg skin, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I mean, we, we've, that's we've a weird visual. Ab- we've spoken about Commando quite a bit uh-huh. as well. I um, mean, you have. I don't think we really need to talk much about more about Commando. I mean, it is one of the greatest films of all time, and it couldn't be. It, it couldn't be made again. It could. It's a film that couldn't be remade, um, and it's. I think it is like one of a kind, and. I know that we've already house kept this particular point, but the fact that they treated this film with such earnestness and treated it like so, Arnie Ollie, said, Ollie, like can I just cut, cut you off there? Because yeah. you said we've talked about it quite a lot before, and you, what you're basically going on to do is continue do to talk about it. Yeah, all I'm just look, I'm just going to say it again, just in case this is the first time that anybody's listened to this podcast. You know, because we're going to get a lot of hits this week. I can just feel it. Um, I, I it just couldn't work again today because people are far too knowing about parody and uh, you know and what's shit and what's good. I just don't think you can kind of make a that sort of film now. I think it's just a, a real gem. I'm going to say I, I just think it's it's a real gem. Sure. Is that all right? Can I say that? You've said it now, haven't you? So. You've really said it. So where do you want to move to next? We've got, we've got a good uh, five, ten, fifteen minutes left. Where do you want to? Where do you want to move this submersible to? It's getting veggie in here. Well, let's go underwater. Here's a fact: in in a scene in the sixth day, he was to stay underwater when there was a big explosion above. During rehearsal, he had no trouble, but during the shoot, the water got too milky. <laughs> okay. Right. He couldn't see properly and ran out of air. When he swam up, got trapped between the flames and the water. Eventually, his stunt double Billy Lucas saved him with a ta- with with a tank of oxygen and, and goggles. Whoa! Didn't know that. Yeah. That's, I don't that's... know why it got milky though. I think it was maybe something to do with oh, like the, the cloning. And just thinking back to Red Sonja and all those skimpy outfits. Sure. Okay. I mean, that's that's a dark, unnecessary um, <laughs> joke. Um, we're we're only seven dark. minutes. We're only seven minutes from our um, projected end time, and you've still not asked about any um, one-liner scenarios. I'm going to do them all at the end. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, I feel like we've blown our load massively on Terminator there, um, and made the water really milky. Okay. Um, we're now uh, trapped between water and fire. Yeah, so let's fire on ahead to Red Heat, which I've watched. 
Um, okay. We've skipped past Running Man. We can we can do that another time. Yeah, so, I've got a lot on Running Man as well, so I'm quite quite annoyed that I've can moved I just past you know it. I I um, messaged you earlier and I said my mind has been blown. Do you want to know why my mind was blown? Because I didn't realise. Were your was your head between water and flame? Again with the repetition jokes. This is my that's my that's my shtick. I mean that's more of a callback than a repetition joke, but sure. You've said it twice. Um, so do you know who the Running Man was directed by? Um, not off the top of my head, no. Only Detective Dave Starsky. Oh Paul, really? Yeah. Paul Michael Glazer. So okay. it was at, yeah, so he directed Running Man. Isn't that Ru- amazing? You mean you mean Running Man? The r- Running Man, yeah. Right. But he was also because you, um, you called it the Running Man. Sure. So he was also the uh, fifth director on the project, joining eight days into shooting. Oh. So there you go. So he's the last gasp, last ditch. Yeah, he was the last. He was the last gasp, last hutch. Uh, but yeah, I think I think Arnie was like, "Who's this guy?" Oh, it's. Oh no! Don't get him. I don't think he was particularly happy. Uh, I think Arnie felt he made it look too much like a TV series. <laughs> okay, yeah, I mean sure. that—that's a, a what you mean because of the program that it was meant to be, like the TV show it was meant to be. Well, just that you know it all looked kind of cheap, but I—I oh. I like the I like Running Man. I think it's good. I think the I've execution looks pretty cheap. Oh, but only to the same scale as something like uh, Escape from New York. Do you want to know one more thing as well? No. The film takes place from 2017 when the economy collapses, the world economy collapses. Yeah. And then and there's, to 2019 uh, he, when Ben Richards, played by Hannel Schwarzenegger, enters the game show. So he's yeah. So he's basically been framed for shooting a load of protesting hungry civilians um, from a helicopter. So he's like, but he didn't do it. He's been framed and now he's been put on a game show to try and survive uh, being hunted down by a pack of like kind of gladiator-esque like wolf or rhino or jet. So, so I mean, you have turned in. You've turned a fact about 2017, which um, I had actually seen on like a BuzzFeed article or something. Yeah. Um, you, you've turned that into a chance for you to relay the synopsis of the film. But not everybody which, knows what Running Man is. Right. I mean, the IMDb's there, isn't it? But you know. So the big dance number at the start he- was choreographed by Paul Abdul. <laughs> 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 that is good. That was worth getting. It. That was worth getting. Thank it. you. <laughs> yes. Um, can we move on to Red Heat? Have you seen it? Yeah, go on in. No. Yes, I have seen it. So I wrote about 20 notes. I watched this today because I'd uh, seen it before, but I'd never watched all of it. Um, right. So I wrote about 20 notes and then just basically said to myself, hold on a minute. But 10 minutes from the end, I just realised like how massive and blow-dried and hair-sprayed his hair is in it. Like, I don't know why that wasn't yeah. the first note that I put down, but it's just fucking mental. <laughs> I mean, there are parts where he's just like, had a shower and it's a little bit wet and sort of slicked up a little bit, like Terminator 2. Yeah. But 
there are parts when he's inside the police car with um, uh, Jim Belushi. Yeah. Is it Jim? Yeah. Or James. Yeah, James. I think he's called James in the titles of this one. Um, and uh, he's inside the car and his hair is just like so... Like, you look at it, it's just like for a supposedly gruff um, man's man Russian policeman... Yeah, his hair clearly took them about forty minutes to get ready right. for every scene. Yeah, too ready. Yeah, it's too ready for action. Yeah. Um. So yeah, this has got Arnie, Jim Belushi, Gina Gershon, Lawrence Fishburne, mm. with a pair of sort of Malcolm X glasses. Has a very cool look in this, but he's kind of like the the sort of unlikable police officer right um and peter boyle who's basically the granddad and everyone loves raymond who's totally shit um yeah. i mean he's okay in this though um and it was directed and produced by walter hill um, ah, yeah. who's the guy from the alien movies and warriors and also tales from the crypt hmm. so arnold schwarzenegger appeared in an episode of tales from the crypt as well actually which uh i think walter hill is basically the the missing link um there that's why he ended up on an episode of it okay which is quite cool i i feel like with uh red heat here comes a big the big opinion okay um but i feel a little bit like in terminator and the movies that came before that the the sort of production point of view on arnold was always the fewer lines he can say the better because yeah. he's not good great english and blah 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 and i feel Less like that was kind of the shtick on this as well. It's like, oh, like make him really dry, um, like wrap him in wool because if he like yeah. exposes how he can't speak the language very well, then he'll he'll look stupid. But yeah. actually, like by this point, he's only a couple of years away from like the nineties, like enormous box office period where he can clearly yeah. speak the language fine and he's and he's great. Um, yeah. So I feel like it's a little bit of a missed trick in this one that he's just doing like sort of call response shit with um, yeah. Jim Belushi, yeah, like, yeah um, wooden. Uh, and I know that that's kind of the point. Like he was supposed to be the re- wooden response to Belushi's sort of call of like American bantering and stuff like that. Yeah. But um, I it think is. it's kind of like Arnie's lost on it. The other thing is, you'd never like. It's worth thinking about the attention span of audi- audiences now, right? Because I started watching this. Mm. Fifteen minutes into it, they're still doing setup crap in Russia, and most of the lines have been fully in Russian. Right. Okay. And. Today's audiences would just not get into that at all. Like that would never make it past the edit now. Really? Um, well, I don't know. I feel like it wouldn't, unless it's like a art house film. You know, certainly people... wouldn't get past your edit. Sure. Ian, we've got uh, a few minutes left. I think we're going to have to end on some one-liners. People okay. have been waiting for them. They haven't been coming. the The conversation's been flowing. Uh, the the jokes have been repeated. Yeah, you know, and the facts have been coming thick and fast. Thick, fast, milky, and milky, fiery. Yeah, and fiery, and the air is got a distinct mm-hmm. veggie vibe. Veggie vibes, yeah. So, uh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna hit you with these. So this is one that I I posed to you in the week to try and sell you the idea of the one liner. Sold. So you've locked someone in a sauna and you've broken the thermostat and they're gonna and they're gonna hot to death. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, sorry, that's the that's what it will say in the um, parents' guide, is it? Yeah. A man is hotted to death. Yeah, he's hot to death. <laughs> yeah. So what um, would your uh, what would your one liner be for this one? Okay, I've got one. Yep. Shaken, not stirred. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. I'm trying to just take quotes from other movies. <laughs> well. Do you want... Okay, uh, what did I actually say to you before for this one? I forgot. You said something about a little bit hot under the collar. Yeah, okay. Hey, don't good. sweat it. That's yeah. what you replied, right? Okay, fine. Yeah, don't uh, give, sweat give me another one. Give me another one. Okay, fine. so uh, you're fighting in Campbell's Soup Factory. And you've just... <laughs> and a bit like Batman 1 with Michael Keaton and uh, Jack Nicholson, you kick a bad guy into a vat of boiling soup <laughs> and they yeah. and they drown to death drown in soup i don't know what flavor it is okay. so you can you can say you know that it's chicken and you know and come up with something bespoke for that or it can just be genera soup bespoke for chicken <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they call me condensed <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Campbell's are known for the the condensed soup, right? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's not even funny. Dense. Uh, I mean, sorry. I mean, they call me dense. I don't know. I've um, got um soupy. That's just for starters. <sighs> well, is that all right or not? That's all right. I mean, you didn't really have better. Do you want the next one? Uh, I've got another one. Go on in. Would you like me to bring you a little bread? <laughs> Or you're the bread. <laughs> you are the bread. Oh, I've got another one actually. Okay. Like so, who's he's knocking a bad guy into a vat of boiling Campbell soup, right? Y- yeah. Hey waiter, I've got a bad guy in my soup. <laughs> That's brilliant. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you've pinned someone to a hot air balloon. <laughs> and, you've cut, and you've cut the ground ties so they're going to be floated away to death <laughs> okay that's it yep um picture the scene you've been having the big fight you've got one of the ground stakes out from one of the yep. one of the ropes and you've it's gone through his shoulder and into the wicker okay, I've, basket I've got one yep and then just as you've cut the other rope away you say <laughs> I mean, at that point, the guy could jump out of the hot air balloon and get. No, back. he's he's impaled on the side of it. He oh, okay, fine, off. fine, okay, yeah. Um, around the world, an eighty dies. I didn't <laughs> see that movie. <laughs> I mean, that was anticlimactic, but you know. I mean, it's all I had. What did you think? Don't get carried away. I mean, it is a hot air balloon. Have, have a wicked time. <laughs> Um, I did. I did have a, an addition to this. So he he lets it go up for a bit, and then he shoots it down with a flaming arrow. <laughs> Why? What? What goes up? <laughs> and then must. and then he releases the arrow, and then must come down. Yeah, uh, but then it, I mean, it would take what? a long time. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a very slow edit. What goes up must. Burn down. <laughs> so he doesn't even get it quite right. It's just kind of yeah. off, which is true of a lot of his. 
Okay, so I've got one more for you, and then it's podcast overtime. Sure. Uh, fatally wrapping someone in cling film. <laughs> I and, mean, that's too easy. Uh, and that's our. Oh, okay, sorry. Fatally wrapping someone in cling film and kicking them onto the baggage conveyor belt at the airport. <laughs> okay, I'm going to. There's a lot few. to work with there. It's <laughs> too much to bloody work with. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, but you're Arnold num- num- on the set. Num- number one. You're him on the set. And that's a rap. That's a rap. Okay. And that's a rap. Or uh, second one. <laughs> hey, hope you make it through security. Okay. Um, I mean, he already says your luggage. Yeah. In um, Eraser, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, and that's to a crocodile. Yeah. Or alligator. Hey, I didn't pay the extra baggage fee. <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, that's not really a one-liner. That's just a like, thing he's saying. It's more like a whole sentence, yeah. Hey, I, I mean, you're really going places. Yeah, okay. Here's another uh, one. Send me a postcard. This good, yeah? Have you got any more? Not really. I've got one other point about a one-liner is that I think it's in Last Action Hero where he says something, I can't remember what, but then afterwards, he, like, yeah, um... I think he says like your ice cream or some bullshit. But anyway, um, <laughs> he then says to coin a phrase, right? Because right. it's an ice cream cone and yeah. to coin a phrase, right? But he says to coin a phrase, and yeah. that one always bugged me because it was shit. It's a really, it's a total shiter. Yeah, well, it should never have made its way into the film. I reckon but, it. I'm glad it did. Okay, fine. All right, that's us. Um, you get anything else? Just do the ending. I mean, I was gonna, I was gonna when you said no, but now you've made me self-conscious. I don't think you are. I don't think that's possible. No, I'm fine. Um, okay, if you'd like to get in contact with us, you should. Oh, the music's starting. That's nice. Um, you should go to guysonfilm.co.uk forward slash contact and you can send us a little message on there. You can also go on facebook.com forward slash guysonfilm. You can post publicly there, send us links and all sorts of garbage there. Um, send us a naked picture of Arnie with his cock and balls out. Um, <laughs> I, never said spe- I never said Specifically that. from Terminator 1, not just any picture. Um, then... <laughs> You can also send us a private message on there if you want. That's fine as well. Or go to at GUF Podcast on Twitter or Instagram. That's it. Um, and if you get in contact with us and you say something interesting enough, then maybe we'll actually send you a sticker or a suit in. Or read it out or something. I don't know. Yeah. Cool. What are you going to do tonight, Ollie? I'm going to go and watch the rest of Chappie and admire Hugh Jackson's hair okay. and shorts. Hair and shorts. I'm going to watch the last five minutes of Red Heat. Bye. Bye.